Hey, welcome everyone to the Kingdom Finance Show. I'm your host, Chad Franzen, and I am really glad you're here today. Uh, this is this episode is going to be a fun one. It's, it's some new content I've created. I've been traveling recently, going to some different events, and meeting people from all over the world that are working on what I'm going to call Kingdom Impact Investing and investing in ministries and businesses. And so what I'm going to do on today's show, again, thank you so much for being here. I've entitled this Patient Capital, and I think you're really going to like it. Um, Before we jump in, please um, subscribe to the show, pass it along to friends and family. I really want to get the word out for the Kingdom Finance Show so other people who have a Christian worldview on managing resources and making a difference can get plugged in. So thanks so much for being here. Uh, Let's jump in on today's episode patient capital. You know, as I mentioned, I've been doing some traveling, some different business conferences, and I've been really encouraged by the number of men and women I'm meeting, both that are from the U.S., but all over the world, uh, South Africa, Indonesia, different parts of Europe that are doing some amazing things for God in the marketplace. Now, these stories aren't going to be told uh, on, on media and you're probably not even going to hear about a lot of these on the Christian uh, media circuit as well. But I wanted to record this one because it really encouraged me to talk about this concept of patient capital. And what I learned in visiting with a lot of these entrepreneurs is all of them had a really long-term view on whatever whatever business they were in, uh, whether it was in, in helping against human trafficking or whether it was in fashion or whether it was in software in Silicon Valley, they all had a long-term vision for this concept called patient capital. And so it's very different uh, if you've invested with Wall Street funds or you followed Wall Street research articles. This is a completely different concept than what I learned uh, when I started with a Wall Street brokerage firm. And I think it's really helpful as we think about here on the Kingdom Finance Show, hey, Exactly how do I take what God teaches about stewardship and money? How do I take that and really apply it in really a world that's Babylon today? So let's jump in to it. What I'm going to do on the show, I'm going to share with you some biblical insights on this idea of patience. And then I'm going to dovetail into the world of finance and how investing with this spiritual gift of patience, how it works and what the outcomes are. So patience is a byproduct of humility. Uh, Patience really exemplifies our own walk with God. When I struggle personally with patience, I know that I'm not walking closely with God. When I am walking in patience, I know that I can hear His voice really more distinctly than when I'm not. And so we think about patience as a gift Uh, from God across all parts of our life, personal, family, and career. You know, Romans 15.5 says that the God of patience and comfort grants you to be like-minded towards one another in Christ Jesus. So God is the God of many things, but he's the God of patience and comfort. He's the God of love. So this is an attribute of God that we really want to get deeper down into our spirit. And again, I'm, I'm 
giving you the biblical basis and I'm going to flow into, okay, how does this work with finance and investing? But I think it's important for us uh, just for the first few minutes here to really talk about what does the word of God say about patience and how does this work for me as a man, as a woman, uh, for you all? Um, how does this work? Um, let's talk about another parable that, that Jesus taught, the parable of the persistent widow, right? And so here's, here's a, a passage from that. Then Jesus spoke to them that men also ought to pray and not lose heart, saying there was in a certain city a judge who did not fear God nor regard man. So catch that phrase in, in verse 1, that men always ought to pray and what? And not lose heart. So the persistent widow did not lose heart. So to walk in kingdom patience it means that you're not losing heart. So when you think about struggles that you're having with family or health or business or breakthrough, um, you're looking to get married, you're looking to buy a house, you have all these things going on and it's just not happening. Um, the more we can not lose heart, the more we can walk in patience, that is an attribute of God. I want to share with you another parable and then I'm going to cut over into what's happening in the world, in the marketplace, with this concept of patient capital. Um, you know, my friend and business partner, Billy Epperhart, um, teaches a lot on the parable of the sower. And this is a real common one from Luke chapter 8. Uh, it's often quoted uh, from the pulpit and at conferences when we think about business as mission and other type concepts. But I want to pull one verse from the parable of the sowers in Luke 8, and it's Luke 8, verse 15, when it talks about the, the seed that fell on the good ground. But the, but the seeds, the, the ones that fell on the good ground are those who have heard the word with a noble and good heart, keep it and bear fruit with patience. So again, Jesus was talking about the parable of the persistent widow to not lose heart. So here again in the parable of the sower, he says uh, the ones that fell on the good soil, they heard the word with a noble and good heart. So they did not lose heart. They did not lose heart when they heard the word. And further, when they started to bear the fruit, from what God had given them, they, they bear fruit with patience. So persistence, long-suffering, um, knowing that even if something's happening in the natural world with your family, your business, your finances, it doesn't mean that that's the outcome in heaven. And it doesn't mean that that's the end of the story. So I love that when we think about this idea of patient capital as stewards, um, what that means it's very much rooted and grounded in Scripture. Now, patient capital, I mentioned to you that I've been visiting some conferences and meeting people all over the world that are doing things. Patient capital is being utilized all over the world to advance the kingdom of God. Again, I've met people in hotel business, manufacturing, in agriculture, in fashion, um, met people who are fighting against human trafficking, met venture capitalists in Silicon Valley itself. And all of these leaders, these men and women, they are internally 
having conversations of how do we internally uh, change ourselves to walk with patient capital. You know, in order to really accomplish kingdom change with your money, with your businesses, with your giving, um, leaders and investors, entrepreneurs, they have to step away from a lot of the traditional teachings from academia and from Wall Street about how management works. And I'm going to call these mindsets. So there's just mindsets that, although many of us may have um, bachelor's degrees, um, master's degrees, MBAs, some of that, it's not that we have to unlearn it. It's that we have to take it to another level. And only the Holy Spirit can do that. So when we think about money and finance, investment decisions in your businesses and personally, we have to move in a way with the Spirit of God where we are not subject to the spirit of mammon, to the spirit of greed, to the spirit of fear. I know in my own life, when I start um, worrying about financial decisions or worrying about getting an investment just right because I want to serve a client really well, um, that greed and fear <clears throat> spirit starts to come in. And so those are the things when we start walking with this this heart of gratitude and this patient heart and what I'm calling patient capital, those spirits, they don't affect us. So let me share with you an example. Um, I met um, a company uh, executive for a publicly traded company recently, and um, this was their mission statement. He said, we strive to fulfill our purpose, to honor God in all we do, to serve others, to pursue excellence, and to grow profitably. At the core of our company's culture is a focus on service. Our teammates have a passion for serving each other, along with our consumers, our customers, and our communities. Now, in a day and age where we live with a lot of woke corporations and banks and tech companies, isn't it encouraging to hear that this mission statement is from a publicly traded corporation? I'm not going to tell you the name of it, um, but this company is probably in your household right now. It's definitely going to be when you go out to the store, to the grocery store, their products are on those shelves. So that's one of the things that we get really excited and I get encouraged because these companies are out there. Um, and we can invest and we can support them. We can vote for their companies just like we vote for public officials. And it's, it's also not only encouraging, but motivating for me as a business owner. And hopefully for those of you watching, if you're franchise owners, entrepreneurs, business owners, thinking of starting a business, um, how do you create your mission and your purpose statement? that would honor God in a way similar to what this company did. All right, let's talk about impact and influence. When we talk about on the, on the Kingdom Finance Show, we talk about making a difference, um, creating clarity out of chaos with our money and, and how we plan. Um, really, one of the things that I was impressed upon as I've been in prayer is that it all actually starts within. And so many of these companies and leaders that I met, um, it wasn't so much that they gave 
10% of their profits to charitable causes, which is a very noble thing to do, and we should. It wasn't so much that they had a great business and then they took a portion of their profits to help uh, fight poverty or help with orphan care or, or fight human trafficking. Um, they, they may have done that, but they didn't start there. What they started was is they rewound back internally within their leadership team. And even if it was just one or if it was 10, and they talked about internally how they wanted to live, internally how they wanted to operate. <clears throat> so the quote I just shared with you from that one publicly traded company, that's the essence of this. They start internally with how are we going to run as a company? How are we going to lead? How are we going to manage our teams, our offices? How are we going to be engaging biblical principles within our round table? And as Jesus taught, it's not so much what's on the outside of the cup, but it's what's on the inside. So truly becoming a kingdom investor, really this concept we're talking about today is patient capital. It really starts with internally within our families, within our businesses, within our own financial plan um, of, okay, how am I going to navigate all these principles of God so that when I'm making those decisions, um, it brings glory to Jesus. So I think that's powerful, that impact and influence, it really starts internally. We definitely will make impact and influence out here in the marketplace, but what Jesus is after is our hearts. And so the more we can start with that internally, then the impact we're going to have out here when we're giving away profits um, is going to be significantly more. Let's dig a little more into uh, here on today's show into what, it, Chad, what is patient capital? So this, this concept, um, it, it is um, used in the secular world, but it also has a lot of biblical principles to that. To really be involved in kingdom impact investing, and to really be operating in what we call patient capital, you need to have a really long-term view. Um, some families and some corporations have a hundred-year vision statement, so they're thinking two to three generations beyond themselves. Um, unfortunately, we live in the instant gratification age, not only of microwaves but of instant notifications on social media and all the bombardment of that, and so time moves a lot quicker today. And so it's very much opposed to operating in a, in a rhythm that is patient uh, because we want to get answers immediately. If, we, if I want to order lunch, I'm going to order it and have it delivered on DoorDash or something. But we have to think slower. And I, I believe that's the way you know, Jesus taught us the rhythm needs to be a slower pace. And certainly when you're making financial decisions, for your business, uh, for, your, for your personal investments, it needs to be thinking much longer term. Now, I cannot tell you the number of times that at our uh, wealth management company, uh, Wealth Builders Investments, that we have had clients um, who we love and we serve, but they get so worried about uh, this happened in the news or this happened in the economy and they, they become very frantic about their investments. And, and they just, they just want to sell or, or, or they're confused and they just want to get out of what they're doing. And it's a mindset um, we, where we have to be in control of our behavior and our emotions 
But that is what I'm talking about. The Wall Street mantra of, well, all this news comes out, bad news comes out in the morning. Well, oh my goodness, I need to call Chad and get out of the investments. But that's not a long-term view, right? And that's not going to move us towards patient capital. So the philosophy of patient capital, if you look around at universities or large foundations, this is, uh, this is how they invest their money. They're not worried about um, who's going to be elected. Uh, they're not worried about the next earnings report for, um, you know, Pepsi. Um, they're looking really long-term. And the great Warren Buffett and Charlie Munger of Berkshire Hathaway, that is at the core of their investment process. So there's a lot for us as Christians who are kingdom-minded in our giving and investing. There's a lot we can learn from how the secular business world manages businesses, manages teams, and managing financial resources. In fact, this quote here from Charlie Munger, uh, who's Warren Buffett's business partner at Berkshire Hathaway, he said, extreme patience combined with extreme decisiveness, you may call that our investment process. Yeah, it's that simple. And uh, I think Charlie's nearly 100 years old, uh, been around forever, but, but very succinct. Like, it, this is not rocket science here. Extreme patience and extreme decisiveness. That's it, right? And these are, these are billionaires, right? These are people who have, who have been investing for decades on that. So, you know, long-term capital um, investments, when we think about charitable giving, we're not, we're not talking about patience to the point of we, we're going to just give the money and not expect a financial return. But if you think about philanthropy and you think about foundations, uh, when they invest money in, let's say, Africa or into um, Asia, um, a lot of these are third world emerging countries. And these are startup companies, what we would call venture capital investments. And these are, these are ideas that could take 10 years or more to reach fulfillment. But again, the seed has to be in the ground longer. But if you have a patient heart and a good heart, you don't lose heart. But if you wanted to invest in a company in Africa that was, say, creating agriculture or building real estate, and it was spreading the gospel or building a hotel and creating an economy and sharing the gospel. Do, do you think your time horizon needs to be a little longer than 30 days? Then what's going to happen next month when I turn on the news? Um, absolutely. That seed has to stay in the ground longer. But here's the beauty of it. The longer that seed, we're talking about capital, the longer that seed stays in the ground, the more fruit it's going to bear, right? So if we get nervous and we're like, you know what, Chad, I, I know we did that long-term investment that's impact-oriented, but I, I need that money back. Then we probably didn't do a good job of coaching you uh, from a planning perspective because the more you can spread your resources out into different time periods, um, patient capital uh, at Wealth Builders, we call this the third X. Um, this would be an example of long-term money that we are expecting a financial return, but it's going to go way further out on the time curve.
So what are some takeaways from this concept of patient capital? Um, I think first and foremost, uh, again, as a certified financial planner, this really resonates with a lot of my training is we really need to create a well-grounded long-term plan. We need to have short-term goals, we need to have intermediate, and we need to have long-term goals. And depending on what age and stage you're in, um, you need to allocate some goals, some objectives, and some financial resources to your short, intermediate, and long-term goals. So again, everybody gets excited uh, at a workshop or a conference about you know social impact, kingdom impact. Um, let's go take the world back for Jesus with our with our giving and our resources. But let's have a thoughtful plan on how to be patient and not lose heart when we do that. Um, I also think second point here takeaway is we need to think bigger and we need to think longer than what we're comfortable with. And I've been convicted of that personally. Um, I need to think bigger than where I am now. And I need to think longer. I need to think further out. Um, I need to be thinking to future generations because that will impact a lot of the decisions I'm making. But catch this, it'll also help me weather the storm when there's a lot of chaos in the economy or with the government election or some geopolitical thing. If I have the longer view in my mind and my heart, it will help me weather that and not make some emotional, potentially um, unwise decisions with my capital. Finally, I think we really need to pray about, talk about as a community of believers, how do we partner with God through the Holy Spirit's power to expand these ideas all over the world? Again, I was really encouraged by this group of leaders I met recently, and I think that's even with our own community, within Kingdom Finance Show and Wealth Builders and some of the other groups like Lance Wallnow's show, I think there is a growing number of us who, who we need to come together um, and really say, okay, how do, we, how do we work together to encourage each other to walk in this idea of patient capital? Now, remember, we live in a world at war, and so I do believe the enemy, as John 10.10 says, he comes to seek to uh, kill, steal, and destroy. And so to be impatient, to be the opposite of what I've presented today, is the plan of the enemy. Because if he can get us off target to be um, angry, fearful, greedy, uh, feel like we're less than, we're, we don't measure up to other people, um, if he can get us to lose heart with what we're doing in our families and businesses and in the concept of capital, what we're talking about today, then he wins. So he knows that. So as long as we continue closely walking with Jesus and we're looking for how we can walk, not lose heart, and have patient capital, I really believe that's going to help our financial plans grow and flourish. Well, I hope this has been helpful today. Again, I've been really encouraged and motivated just learning more about this idea of patient capital uh, in the marketplace on that. A um, couple things. If you want to learn more about how you can create a personal financial plan for your family, for your business that incorporates patient capital, we'd love to connect with you. You can find us um, on uh, wealthbuilders.net. Uh, that's where our wealth management company is. And then we do have a free download if you want some free resources for what we're doing. 
uh, wealthbuilders.net forward slash invest. And then I want to encourage everyone to follow me on social media platforms. Again, Chad Franzen under you know LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Uh, we're putting out a lot more content. We love to connect with you in that way as well. I want to finish today's show with another um, verse from the Old Testament that just to bring us back to this idea that God himself is love and God himself is patient. Um, I love this verse from Deuteronomy 7, verse 9. It says, Therefore know that the Lord your God, he is God, the faithful God who keeps covenant and mercy for a thousand generations with those who love him and keep his commandments. So God himself is love. God himself is patience. And this verse, I think, so clearly uh, expresses that, that this is the covenant love of God uh, and his mercy is for a thousand generations. So I hope you're encouraged today. I appreciate you being a part of the Kingdom Finance Show and please connect with us and we will see you next time. Thank you so much for joining me today on the Kingdom Finance Show. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe and leave us a review. It really helps to get the word out. For more resources on becoming a kingdom investor and to connect with us directly, visit our website at wealthbuilders.net. That's wealthbuilders.net. We'll see you next time on the Kingdom Finance Show. The content provided is for educational purposes only. We encourage you to seek personalized investment advice from your financial professional. For all tax and legal advice, please consult your CPA or attorney. Investment advisory services are offered through Authentic Counsel, a registered investment advisor. Securities are offered through Cabin Securities, a registered broker-dealer. The content of this podcast does not constitute an offer of securities. Offerings can only be made through an offering memorandum, and you should carefully examine risk factors and other information contained in the memorandum.